From somewhere in Northeast Indiana, Mike Davidson lives. And now your host of the podcast, Mike Davidson. My legs are sore, my arms are sore, and I'm practically blind. Uh, not, not the best way to wrap up a vacation week, I would think. Elias, Mr. Rob Rip, thank you very much. It's me, Mike. Mike Davidson Lives is the name of the podcast. Thank you very much for downloading, hanging out with me for the next half hour or so. Glad you could do it. Uh, blind might be a, um, a a bit of an exaggeration, but uh, my, my good pair of glasses are broken thanks to my uh, two-year-old son, Logan, a.k.a. He-Hulk. Um, they were broke, and I was, I was unfolding them as I was about ready to read, uh, The Grinch Who Stole Christmas to my daughter, uh, this evening, and just the earpiece fell out. I found it on the floor earlier today, and I just thought, oh, that's not a big deal. No, it is a big deal. I have to go to the, uh, the, the eye doctor tomorrow and try to get them replaced. So I'm wearing, uh, my beat to hell, uh, pair that I wear to work without the nose piece, stained, scratched all over the lenses. It's a, it's a little rough for me here, but uh, I'm getting through it. Now, my legs are a little sore because uh, yesterday, uh, me and Lana, she was on one end of the couch. I was on the other one. We were playing like footwatch where you put your feet together and you try to push the other person up against the couch. Well, I'm, I'm a little bigger, a little taller than my daughter. Uh, so I thought, okay, I'll take it a little easy. I'll kind of arch my legs up a bit and uh, whatnot. And it, it was fun until I woke up this morning and tried standing and then just like, all my legs are sore. My my shoulders were bo- both bothering me yesterday. Um, I don't know why exactly, but uh, just in time to get back into that warehouse environment, uh, I'm I'm physically sore and cranky. Looking forward to it. But uh, uh, did end the weekend on a good note. No, I'm not talking about that embarrassing Colts loss. Uh, uh, Santa Saturday. Uh, the kids. Uh, my wife and I took her uh, took them to see Santa. They were excited. They were happy. Well, for the most part, they were happy. Lana was stoked. She she's been waiting for weeks to meet him. Finally, did Hazel? She was glad to meet him. He, she was a little more um, uh, demure. She was a little more uh, quiet about it. But she she was glad to meet Santa. Logan was not having any part of it. Like there was a bench. Lana sat on the bench. We we took a group photo, by the way. Lana sat on his lap. Hazel sat between uh, uh, my wife and Santa. Logan sat next to my wife, and I was behind the everybody hamming it up. But Logan just had this scowl, like uh, he couldn't be bothered with the the big man in red. Like like it wasn't like he was crying or throwing a fit. He was just like not interested, not his thing. Uh, hopefully, hopefully for his sake, he's interested because uh, you know guy, the guy's keeping the list, checking it twice. Already knows that you broke Daddy's glasses. That was great stuff. All right, uh, so, yeah, the Colts lost. Bengals, uh, just bad game all around for the Colts. Just bad game. Still in playoff contention, though. Go figure that one out. Uh, but what's got me in a good mood was uh, the Chiefs lost today, uh, and therefore uh, Taylor Swift lost. Uh <laughs> <laughs> More on that here in just a few moments. I'll say this though, like uh, on social media, I guess there's a big thing because uh, in um, in in the uh, tunnels, you know, before teams come out, the Bills were uh, looking to get out on the field at Arrowhead Stadium, and uh, social media was making a big deal because on video, Taylor Swift walked by them and they're talking like, "Oh, she's playing head games with them. Oh, she's got them psyched up because she's very cool about the Bills being in her boyfriend's stadium." And oh. They they gotta be they gotta be out of their minds and uh, psyched out, and and the Bills ended up winning twenty to seventeen. Of course, there was a controversial call at the end, but still, 
twenty to seventeen, some psych out. Um, they, they didn't really talk much about Taylor Swift after that. Um, by the way, uh, Deadspin walking back some shit here, as you know, uh, it was as we stay in the realm of the Kansas City Chiefs. Stay on the realm of Kansas City Chiefs. They, you know, they they talk about this kid wearing blackface the other day. No, 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 no. It wasn't blackface. It was uh, black and red. But they they smeared this kid. Turns out that this kid's dad's a, a Native American. His dad's dad, his grandfather, on the council. Uh, Deadspin has gone back and retroactively uh, edited the article, removed any reference to blackface, but still making it oh uh, you know a big deal that the NFL would let a kid of Native American descent dress as a Native American going to a, a team's game that has Native American connotations, whatever. Uh, it doesn't change the fact that you can still screenshot the shit out of this shit, and uh, they're, they're probably going to get sued. And I look forward to Deadspin getting sued because uh, you know, they picked on a kid for crying out loud. You just, you just don't do that. But in the quest of being a social justice warrior, uh, you conquer all to make yourself look big. Not bullying at all. Any, at all. Uh, we'll say this, though. I don't want to make this the, the Taylor Swift podcast because, look, I, I don't begrudge her success. You know, I, if you can sell as much as you do in terms of uh, singles, albums, concert tickets, and have that clout, uh, you're already a legend, okay? No doubts there. Uh, but it's just the media wanting you to like her or else. And and that's kind of my whole thing. That's why it's very cult-like with these Swifties, is that they devote their whole life... Uh, not not the casual Taylor Swift fan, but the ones that just know every one of her songs and uh, just obsess about her like a goddess. Like, like they have no need to go to church because uh, they believe in the one true Taylor Christ, right? Um, but, you know, when they, when they announced that she was Time Person of the Year... And she was talking about in her uh, social media posts uh, when they called her and told her this, they wanted to do a photo shoot. She goes, I just have one question. Can I bring my cat? A lot of people thought, well, that's, she's just like us. She has a cat. You know, I've got two cats here, by the way. Uh, but I was, I was kind of thinking about that. Yeah, she's got a cat, but does she change the cat's litter box? Do you think she, she takes time for uh, her busy schedule uh, in terms of uh, you know recording and touring and uh, watching Kansas City Chiefs games and going out with her friends, uh, do you think that uh, she change, uh, changes out the litter box for her cat? Because I can tell you that's not a fun experience. It just isn't. And another thing too, uh, they were making a big deal about her at this game wearing a, uh, a vintage Kansas City Chiefs uh, sweater, um, and it only cost her two hundred fifty bucks. You know, it's little things like this that that make uh, not just her, but any any musician, any actor, uh, a little more out there, harder to relate to, and, and that's what I'm getting at. If you find some common ground in song lyrics, that's one thing. But if you're just you just can't get enough of this person, and you live and breathe their existence like water, like oxygen, it's it's a little overbearing. I mean, I have musicians that I uh, look up, I wouldn't say look up to, but that I respect, uh, you know, artists that I respect, but I don't take everything they say or do as a commandment, 
that's kind of what I'm getting at here. And it just seems like the media is all in making her, well, basically Taylor Christ. And there are fans that will go along with that. But uh, unless you can't, unless you uh, scoop out the cat poop from the sand, uh, it's hard for me to really relate to you uh, that much. That's what I'm getting at. Okay, uh, update on the Home Alone inflation story. Uh, you remember how I talked about how like uh, uh, they, they they did the numbers. What this was one of the more valuable uh, things that TikTok has done, and I'm using that loosely. That somebody did the costs, and like uh, back in 1990 when this movie came out, uh, you know Kevin was able to go buy like uh, like eight, seven or eight items for under 20 bucks. One of them being t uh, laundry detergent, which is now thirteen dollars. Well, Fox News, like the the thing is, is like um, the grocery bill back in ninety was uh, you know twenty bucks, and it, now it's north of seventy. Fox News did a little more in depth analysis. Uh, the actual cost today would be seventy two twenty eight, but the cost back in twenty twenty two, you know, a full three hundred sixty five uh, days ago, from this point. $44.40. So this thing has shot up damn near $30 in the past year. That's insane. But then again, uh, you know, we have we have a government that's very irresponsible with money, giving people checks left and right. By people, I mean, you know, war-torn countries. And, uh, you know, the printing press just keeps going and going and going. So it's gone up from forty forty four. Or actually, forty-four forty. I'm sorry, forty-four forty in 2022 to uh, seventy-two twenty-eight. And I do have a reiteration of this article uh, up on the Mike Davidson Facebook page. I think uh, Outcast, uh, not Outcast. I was going to call Outkick Outcast. Uh, Outkick uh, has the article in full if you are interested in reading that. Okay, uh, a couple of good news things from. Um, uh, from the uh, realm of cinema, Die Hard, which had a, a limited engagement over the weekend, uh, one night only. I think it was a Fandango, Fandango, or um, uh, uh, Phantom of Vincent thing at theaters. Uh, it uh, drummed up a million dollars. Not bad for a movie that's over thirty years old and uh, may or may not be a Christmas movie. And uh, Godzilla minus one uh is uh the top grossing japanese import of all time like uh, you know a, a t exclusively made japanese movie coming to the states finding some fans making some cash you know theaters are a little starved for entertainment this year because of uh the prolonged hollywood strike so what does this prove well i mean I, you, you get a lot of people talking about how the superhero movie is dead and a lot of the superhero movies have sucked but Guardians 3 did all right. And you have Die Hard, which is a classic action flick, doing pretty well. Godzilla, classic monster franchise, did all right. Uh, it, it's just this. You, you put out a quality product and people will go in droves to watch it. That's it. It just has to be entertaining. It has to be something that fans want to see. And uh, I'm sorry, a lot of people don't want to see uh, Blue Beetle. A lot of people don't want to see the Marvels. And... A lot of people don't want to go see uh, a guy who chokes people uh, play Barry Allen. It's just it's just not what they want. It's not necessarily that a, a, a particular genre is dying because if you think about it, a lot of genres are dying right now. Not not a lot of people are going to the movies. 
Um, but when you get it right, it doesn't matter what the movie's about, people will go and watch it. And so you have this classic three-decade-old uh, decade old uh, action movie with Bruce Willis and the, the late, great Alan Rickman. And then you got, you know, the classic uh, monster, and it, it did all right. It's been it, just just little glimpses that, you know, people will still go to movie theaters. It's a crazy thing. Now, this was kind of disheartening to see. Uh, last week, early last week, Keanu Reeves, his house in Los Angeles, got burglarized. I don't know what was stolen. Uh, they didn't say anything about uh, any suspects, any leads. Uh, uh, Keanu himself was not in the house, so nobody was hurt. Nothing like that, which is good. But, you know, Keanu Reeves, we often talk about how he seems to be like this down-to-earth guy in Hollywood. And I can't think of anyone outside of Matthew Perry who's ever badmouthed this guy. Um, yeah, he did that in that book before he uh, passed on. Uh, you know, here's the thing. Like, Keanu Reeves, like I said, is a nice guy, from what I can tell. He's a beloved uh, Hollywood icon, all that stuff. But do you think that the people that broke into his house gave a shit about that? It doesn't matter if it's him or if it's Sean Penn. It really doesn't matter. It's just the state of California right now. Uh, and even if you are liked by most law-abiding citizens... Uh, that's not enough clout for somebody who wants to come in, steal your stuff, and sell it for crack money or, you know, meth money or whatever, whatever's going to get them high. But that is California, by the way. Uh, I don't know where Keanu Reeves was necessarily. Maybe he was working on another movie. Um, I can tell you what, uh, the workforce, the workforce in general is questionable. And uh, TikTok, you know, we go from the, the helpful Kevin McAllister Home Alone TikTok video to your typical TikTok video. Some comedian was talking about how you should not give your 100% or your 110% at work. Um, it's okay to be imperfect. It's okay to be lazy or uh, productivity's up uh, most it's been in the last 50 years. And uh, if, if you work your butt off, all you're doing is benefiting um, a millionaire. Somebody who doesn't know you exist. Uh, I should, I, I maybe I should link this up on the page. Uh, but uh, what was this? Uh, not the B pointed out that uh, 61% of Americans are employed not by billionaires but small business owners, which is about a little over 46% of the American workforce. So, yeah, 46% of those working don't directly work for a billionaire. And there's only a handful of billionaires out there, really. But I'll even go so far as this. Yeah, you shouldn't be your job. You know, your work life isn't your life. I get that. You, you need to be there for your family. You need some me time. You need to unwind. You need to decompress and all that stuff. But that doesn't mean when you're actually at work, you half-ass it. You still have to give 110, as, uh, as uh, you know, football mathletes would say. Um you, you still have to give a damn. You still have to work hard and do your part because people are depending on you. I am married. I have three kids. I have a mortgage. I have bills and utilities to pay. That sort of thing. Um, those are commitments. And for me to slag off and put my job in jeopardy just because some TikTok guru said so uh, is pretty damn asinine. Like I said, 
you know, you are not your job. So when you come home, you know, you hug your kids, kiss your wife, you know, watch a movie, uh, you know, read a book, do whatever it is uh, to, to keep engaged. You don't have to be your job, but just when you're on the clock, uh, just don't spend all of your time in the shitter looking at uh, TikTok videos. That's what I'm getting at. I think that's a very important lesson. Okay, so we go... F you know, this guy's probably from California. As you know, uh, we just talked about Keanu Reeves getting robbed out in California. Uh, Target, Safeway stores in San Francisco, uh, in an effort to combat crime, are doing away with the self-checkout lanes because loss prevention is an all-time high in San Francisco. As a, somebody who's shoplift, I mean... Shoplifting, by the way, is the ultimate in self-checkout. You've pretty much determined, hey, I'm taking this out of the store, and I don't need to see cashier about it. Um, but basically, you're slowing down the process for people who actually use the self-checkout line to buy stuff. And it's kind of an honor system, and try to get out of the store in a timely manner. And you're just guaranteeing that you know more of that, uh, that consumer money is going to Jeff Bezos and future super yachts. Um, but it's kind of showing where we're going uh, as a society. We are going backwards. And I made this observation here in good old Northeast Indiana uh, just this past weekend. You know, I, I, I hammer away at a blue state. I live in a red state. But, you know, even, uh, even here in the Midwest, I mean, graft is rampant. My wife and I were out shopping at Walmart um, just, uh, just the other day. We were in the pharmacy department, and we walked by the home pregnancy condom rack. And that's something we haven't had to use for a while, thanks to the fact that we, you know, we're married, we got three kids, and uh, I have taken the proper precautions to seeing that how we don't need either condoms or a pregnancy test ever again. But they were locked behind glass case, like, like yeah, they, they were locked away. How do you get them, you ask? Well, there's a sign on the glass case that says, if you need access to the pregnancy tests or uh, the condoms, please uh, ask somebody in the pharmacy desk. This We've gone back 30 or 40 years ago because the, the only way you could buy a condom was from a pharmacist, and you had to be like, yeah, I need to go get a rubber. Like if you, you're an awkward 16-year-old trying to, you know, Around the bases and uh, under the bleachers at some high school game, you had, you know, if you were the responsible type of irresponsible kid, you wouldn't got condoms and you had to go talk to an adult. Now, you know, you try to be discreet about this stuff and uh, you have to go and talk to the pharmacist. Yeah, I'm uh, going to have sex tonight, basically, is what you're saying when you go to the pharmacist. It's happening here in Indiana because people are stealing pregnancy tests and condoms. Um, so, yeah, that, it's a little long-winded, but it's just everywhere. And out in California, for them to do away the, um, the self-checkout is just another uh, white flag saying we surrender and we're absolutely doing nothing, nothing to help um, <laughs> the, the shoplifting. But it's just, it's increasing everywhere, everywhere. All right, Myth Exposed. Um, you know, you hear about it with, uh, with movies, television shows and whatnot, uh, the modern audience, the mythical modern audience, like you take an old existing franchise and you try to update it, make it a little more politically correct, 
maybe you gender swap a character, race swap a character, maybe you introduce a character that uh, talks about how the old characters were uh, terrible. Basically, it's the Kathleen Kennedy method. Um, but that, that doesn't just apply to pop culture. You could apply it to any business in the world. I, mean, I guess one uh, example would be uh, the disastrous Dylan Mulvaney experiment on social media with Bud Light earlier this year. But the approach isn't anything. And the myth I'm talking about is the exclusive vegan restaurant. And before I go any further, if you yourself are vegan or vegetarian, this is not an attack on you. Okay. I have no problem with restaurants offering up vegan or vegetarian alternatives for somebody. But the but the trend has been, well, we need to be a more vegan society. There's a more of a demand for veganism, vegetarianism, and so we need to do it. And so this article I got from uh, sfgate.com based out of San Francisco, uh, they actually did uh, a story about these restaurants, these burger franchises out in Los Angeles. And uh, let me see if I can uh, get some of the names of these here. Um, one of them is called... Uh, I don't have it with me here. Uh, basically, it's in the article. I thought I screenshot it, but I didn't. But uh, these uh, this burger franchise, they had a couple of restaurants in Los Angeles, and they opened up in the uh, during the pandemic. They had beef and vegan options, and they decided to go all vegan. Well, they did that, and they were having trouble sustaining a vegan uh, uh customer base they had they were having trouble attracting it maintaining it building this they they talked about building it because when you when you switch from all beef to vegan it doesn't make your customers all vegan they're just like well i, I prefer beef and we'll go elsewhere so they've had to, you know throw in the towel and go okay look we're going to have both now on the menu and there have been restaurants that have gone all vegan or we're all vegan and they either had to offer up a beef alternative, yeah, meat alternative, an alternative to vegetables, or die. And some restaurants died. But here's the study here. Uh, this was from August of 2023 from Gallup. And this assumes that they did this study correctly because you know how polls are. Gallup poll, August this year, for instance, found that only 1% of Americans, 1%, identify as vegans with 4% considering themselves vegetarian so basically 1 out of 20 people are either going to be a vegan or a vegetarian and you're trying to get rid of all the meat on the menu some of these places and this is out in California too which means not everybody there is a granola munching hippie some people just you know at the end of the day they want to have a good burger with some fries and a soda that's it but the the conventional thinking was hey we've got we've got these uh, vegetarian burgers you know you know the impossible burger you know uh, you know at the grocery store nobody's buying this shit um a lot of these uh, fast food joints like mcdonald's and burger king have had to rethink how they present vegetarian and vegan options and let's not forget you know, a lot of vegetarians and vegans do what they do because of health reasons. Do you think they're looking at a greasy burger place going, yeah, I want to go there and eat healthy? What are the odds? And But this is what's been, you know, preached 
day in, day out, that this is what uh, the new consumer wants. Well, the new consumer doesn't exist, not, in, not according to these vegan restaurants out in California, for crying out loud. It's amazing, um, but it's, it's kind of a, a, con, a conceding. And if they're doing this with vegan burgers, I mean, what's the, what's the truth about electric cars? What is the truth about a lot of shit that you see with these ad campaigns? Yeah, it'll, yeah not just here, but I'm, I'm looking forward to 2024 when other businesses that have decided to go, um, you know, hippie, to, you know, go uh, hug the world, how, how they're actually doing. Because if this is in any indication, those markets don't exist. It's just they, they exist to make people feel good. All right, uh, quick update on uh, anti-Semitism in colleges. Uh, the president of uh, UPenn, she's resigned after disastrous uh, testimony uh, in D.C. not too long ago. And she got smirked and said, well, I mean, is it really uh, our place to police uh, these students who are uh, supporting Palestine, when in fact it's not just you know supporting Palestinians. When you're saying from the river to the sea, you're basically you know it, you're basically condoning the the removal of certain people. Wink, wink. And with that testimony, I I, I made mention about how Penn lost about a hundred million dollars in donations because of it. So money talks and uh, the BS. She's walked. So good on that. Alex Jones, by the way, has returned to Twitter X. A lot of people are upset about that, but then again, uh, I just kind of shrug my shoulders because I mean, it's it's the internet for crying out loud. It is the wild, wild west, and uh, people who are going to believe Alex Jones are going to fight him no matter what. And when you have a press that uh, lies about things, but we have media campaigns telling you, hey, uh, people like vegan burgers or. Uh, you know, media types are saying, hey, that, that uh, nine-year-old's wearing blackface to an NFL game. Alex Jones is just another voice for me to question. That's it. And, you know, there's an audience out there for uh, aggressive people who like vitamin supplements, okay? So uh, if you don't like them, if you like them, whatever. Uh, the Satanist display up at the uh, Iowa State Capitol causing some controversy because it's the holiday season and... Uh, yeah, a couple thoughts came into mind when I saw this here. Uh, for one, are Satanists do Satanists do they really believe in Satan, or they, do they just really believe in pissing off their parents? Like my dad went, my mom and dad made me go to Sunday school every day for uh, all my childhood. So now, now I must drink goat blood, and it's very rewarding. You know, you should try it. It's like uh, no, thank you. Secondly. Um, does this uh, the satanic statue that's on display in the Iowa State Capitol? Uh, does it ever get uh, confused with an elected official? Because I can't believe that there's much of a difference. Yeah. Uh, so uh, religions we believe in because our parents hate them uh, going strongly uh, now in Iowa. There you go. Speaking of evil. <laughs> uh, this is not necessarily evil. It looks evil, though. Uh, I have this up on the Mike Davidson Facebook page. Uh, earlier this month, last week, I think, um, uh, the the sun had a hole open up in it that's the size of 60 Earths. But, the, you know, the sun's really big, so it's uh, 
very tiny compared uh, comparatively speaking but what's uh, amazing at when you look at the photo it looks like the eye of Sauron from Lord of the Rings and it's looking for the one true ring I wonder what seal of hell this is uh, you know you're talking about Alex Jones coming back to social media and you know Satanists taking over Iowa now now you got the eye of Sauron looking at uh, planet Earth Merry Christmas to all and to all good night right yeah oh and uh, if that wasn't creepy enough AI uh, there's an AI site, this too on the Mike Davidson Facebook page, where uh, you can uh, submit information and have the AI write to your kids, mail a letter, in the guise of Santa Claus. So, yeah, um, pulled by eight tiny drones. Be good for goodness sake, because AI is now writing your kids uh, Merry Christmas or something. Um, by the way, uh, helicopter parents are upset with Google. And, look, I understand you're upset with Google about a lot of things, but uh, if uh, the, the, uh, the story in question is, uh, if you type in, is Santa Claus real, and he, they give an answer that's less than satisfactory to parents that are upset about it. But uh, somebody pointed out, uh, again, this is a, another Not the B article. If your kid's uh, old enough to look at Google, that's probably the let least of your concerns and chances are if your kids old enough to use Google they're not googling uh, whether or not Santa Claus is real they're probably googling something that um, that uh, would make anybody's uh, phone or computer search history a little questionable and possibly flagged by the uh, the FBI yeah again Merry Christmas and finally uh, woman got shot in the ass 57 year old woman shot herself in the ass well uh, she set herself up to being shot in the ass because uh, she went into an MRI machine and uh, the magnets in the MRI machine caused the gun to go off. I'm not sure how that's possible because I was in an MRI machine uh, a couple months ago for my right ear and uh, they told me, okay, you, you got to take off your belt, you got to take out your, you know, your ring and whatever. Uh, anything metal could be affected by this. You have to think a gun is metal. She's okay. Uh, she survived. Not not nothing life threatening. But the good news is, is when you get shot in the ass in an MRI machine, it's it's pretty easy to find the bullet. So with that all said and done, I'm done. Until next time, stay fresh and cheese bag. You've been listening to Mike Davidson live. Be sure to check him out on social media. Like him at facebook.com backslash mdavidsonlive. Follow him on Twitter. Look for at davidsonlive.